<laughs> That's the great quagmire, isn't it? Everybody's talking about peace. Nobody's talking about justice. Well, he doesn't mean nobody, literally. He means, of course, comparatively speaking, people are not discussing what must be done to obtain justice, but they're very much talking about equal rights. Uh, this is uh, the great quagmire. That was released by Columbia Records in 2011. Uh, the song was actually waiting to hit the airwaves since 1977. And I'm sure you know that that is Peter Tosh with his song, Equal Rights. This is Lead Stories. I'm Eutrice Lead. I have a monster of a cold, but it is more important here to connect with you than to just keep wiping my nose and sniffling. So I find that to be a more uh, beneficial use of my time. So what are we going to talk about today? It's a, more of a theoretical program, actually. And I titled it, When They Are Past Their Primaries, or When They Pass Their Prime, Their Political Prime, but I titled it, When They Passed Their Primaries. Should presidential candidates be tested on their mental acuity, physical health, knowledge of the role of the United States in past and present or current world events? Should they have or be required to have a thorough understanding of how the United States government works? Should they be required to have a deep knowledge of U.S. history? Well, I don't think it's a stretch of the imagination that current, the current tone in Washington, D.C. provided ammunition for this question, for these questions. And we should begin demanding answers to them. We have the question of age, which has been quite prominent in many instances in which the national agenda is hinged on, at least this is the, the feeling that you get from talking to people, that they somehow leaders are out of touch. It's not because they are more than 70 years old, or in some cases even more uh, older than that, but they appear to be, in some instances, out of touch with where the country is right now, where the world is right now, and they are in their own little cocoon, saying that they're legislating. And on the flip side of that, saying, of course, that by voting them in, we have given them license to become part of the apparatus of government, even though 
you have doubts based on their performance about whether they know what they're doing. In some cases, it's blatantly clear they have no idea what they're doing. And you can just go down the street and say, hey, you, over there, come over here. How do you feel about being president of the United States? And it may sound outrageous. That's how uh, a president should be chosen. But we do have uh, evidence that people are desperate for quality leadership and feel all the more desperate because what is standing there in front of us in Congress, in the U.S. Senate, we can't believe that these are our leaders. They seem to be lacking a lot. And if the world were fair, if they were fairly hired, the question is, would they even, would they even exist in either house uh, of uh, Chamber of Commerce, of Chamber of Congress, I mean? The more news you get about what is going on in Washington, D.C., the more concerned you are, or you become, about who are these people? What, other than saying, well, they were elected. Yes, but some are just blithering idiots. You don't want them in charge of your dog. But they're in charge of a country. And they are becoming they're becoming more and more overt about letting us know they're in they're in charge and there's not a damn thing you could do about it. They were elected. And that makes it constitutional with a capital C. But when you take a a closer look, you see that to, to describe them as average is to pay them a tremendous compliment. They've never been even average. And yet they they are in the highest offices in, in in the United States. They are running things. They're in charge. You hear them talking, and it's clear that several of them, when you hear them talk, they give you the clear indication they haven't read a book in years. They have no intellectual basis for any of the the things that they're doing in Congress. And yet, true, they're elected by the people's votes. And it has gotten progressively worse over the last few years. 
where there are people who they they occupy public offices, high-profile offices, and you say, I, I wouldn't hire this guy or this woman to sweep my yard. So we have we have to come to terms with this question of competency. I know in the in the democratic small G, the democratic sense, this is how the game is played. And it's perfectly legal. According to the Constitution, people are to vote for their leadership. And they do turn out, they do vote, and they elect people. There's no prerequisite. There's no sense that anybody pays close attention to this issue of qualifications. Just what entitles you to this high office in which you believe that the election means that you are entitled to do as you please, do what you want, or do nothing. We're going to have to deal with this soon. Because although it's not said publicly, it is a big problem. The, the whole spectrum of leadership, whether at the congressional level, the state level, the local level, this question about what is this that we have for leadership? What are these people's qualifications? How, how do we feel comfortable giving them access to this much power to, to run the country and, in many instances, to run the world? <laughs> Through treaties. You know, there are people, and I'll never forget it, um, in, in, when I was in Brooklyn, I was stopped, you know, just outside my office, and a very nice guy, very, very nice. He comes across as a very congenial person, at least he did. He's dead now. Who knew nothing? Knew nothing. Really? And it wasn't hard to ascertain that. You could tell when he talks to you informally, there's nothing there except a desire to have an office. You couldn't have a, 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 an intelligent conversation with that person. There's no point of reference, no historical point of reference there. 
he's a guy who neighborhood people knew. And, well, somebody put him up to run, and so he did. And he got elected. And that's as far as anybody cared to go to ascertain, <laughs> excuse me, his credentials. That's who we had. And he was a very popular guy. Everybody liked him. But he didn't know much. Excuse me, I have this awful cold. Is it true or is it not true? There are conversations people are unwilling to have, despite the fact that these issues are staring us in the face. And truth be told, we have had tremendous casualties as communities across this nation because our representation does not come up to par. And still people say, well, this is, this is a system we have. This is a system we have. And it is enshrined in the Constitution. This is a system we have. So as long as it follows the system we have, we should not feel put upon when we have to deal with the question of who are these people and why are they where they are transacting business in our name? They're not at all qualified. So that's why I ask you, should presidential candidates especially, but all candidates, be tested on their mental acuity that's for those who are suspected of being not at all cogent with the realities of life by virtue of their age. They're out of it. Should they be tested for their physical health? Will they be able to last a term physically? and perhaps even more than one term. Are they well? You want to know whether they have been tested for their mental acuity. I personally have known several elected officials who have no business being in in the representation of people. I knew at least two or three who I would, in my own way, 
classify as nuts. They're crazy. And there is no rational reason why they are in office with a whole district depending on them to do smart things. But they're crazy. I knew an elected official who was drunk most of the time. But he was in office for several years. Most elected officials that I know could not pass a test on United States history or United States uh, issues, past and present. They couldn't. They couldn't pass a test. They're not in tune with past and current events. But the elected <laughs> and that's what you have for representation. So you'll tell me and you share it with others of course what your thoughts are on this question. <clears throat> It's a time to demand that being elected be more than just, well, you got more votes than the other guy or the other woman. That's not enough. What do you have to offer besides your ambition? your raw ambition and your connection to the party structure. And I include that because that's part of the problem, a big part of the problem. They know. They know who is competent or incompetent to hold office. But they have such great control over the candidates who supposedly win elections that they make no changes at all. They do not raise this question. And so we stuck with a bunch of people in office who are not competent to hold office for many reasons. It's a time that we change the rules to at least assure constituencies that their representatives are not in one category of of problems or another. That they really have something to offer. That they really are competent And so you stand a better chance with competent leadership 
than what we routinely have had for many, many decades now. So I'll take your calls at 888-874-4888. Let's talk about this. This is a, a problem that has run rampant, especially in our communities. By our, I mean communities of color. I mean communities that don't get looked at at all except as fodder. Give us the vote. Get out there and vote. And after that, you can do whatever you want. Or we can do whatever we want. It's time to end this travesty. 888-874-4888. It's a number to call, and let's hear what you have to say. You know, we have to let it be known that uh, we are taking an entirely different stance on things. We cannot continue just overlooking a problem as huge as this, as pervasive as this, and still to ourselves and to even others in our community complain about the quality of leadership. Well, you're seeing it. You've been, you've been given all the hints that one could possibly need. It's time to wake up and come up with an entirely different approach to at least increase the chance that your political leadership is sane, is competent, is not delusional, and enjoys a certain level of rapport with the community where the, there's a two-way street going on here. Not one person running for Congress or running for city council or running for a state senate because they can, but because they, they, they're right for the job. Jay from New York, you're on the air. Happy New Year to you, Utrecht, and um, good afternoon to your audience. Utrecht, I'd like to um, ask you a question before I go into um, giving my answer. Could you give me your definition on what community is? Oh, come on. You don't. No, no, no. I'm being serious. Well, in this case, you're talking politics, you're talking about a political uh, community. And there are lines that are drawn, and they say, okay, this is the such and such assembly district, this is the such and such Senate district, this is the such and such congressional district. So, for purposes of this discussion, we'll define community that way. Yeah, but but when you say community, isn't it the people within the community 
and the services that is provided by the people in the community that makes it a community that is therefore the place where people are elected to office to be held accountable, which it seems like there's no accountability whatsoever from so-called members of, you know, these political offices. I mean, just, just based on what you've seen yesterday and today in regards to trying to get a speaker in the House, something that hasn't happened in a hundred years, you couldn't even elect someone to move the, um, the country forward. Who does that responsibility fall on? Does it fall on that individual congressperson? Or does it fall on the community that the community hasn't set forward an agenda, a plan of action, or anything to hold these people that are causing these problems accountable? Because it seems to me that these individual representatives do this all in the interest of themselves once they become elected and not in the interest of, let's say, the community. That's why I was asking you, how do you define community? You can define community in so many ways. The main point I'm trying to get across is we need to start taking ourselves seriously. We leave it up to people, individuals and parties. And this one, you know, who is known for doing this for X, Y, Z for so many years and whatnot. This is not the way politics should work. And since politics and political outcomes are the basis for how your community functions. We take no interest at all. I've never seen anything like this, but I'm sure it's kind of universal, in which people take no interest at all in who is your, who is your assemblywoman? Who is your city council person? I mean, who? Yeah, but 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 the thing you treat is this is this is why I ask you what I ask you. In all honesty, and I may be wrong, I don't think people know what community is, nor do I think people understand what the responsibility is of these so called people that they elect into office. Well, that's too bad. I can, I can, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that frankly. It's too bad if people don't know. Because what yeah, you're but, saying but in the is they have not motivated themselves to know, and so they get what they get. And it is a yeah, form, believe it or not, of, of protection for substandard leadership. 
They know yeah, the leadership that we have that nobody's but, going to raise Cain about anything. They, they'll have to wait until the, the next. Uh, that's because you treat people don't understand. I believe the definition of community nor the structure. No, no, no. Everybody knows. Everybody. If they don't understand, Nine, you would be out you would and be get into the library and understand. We, 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 yeah, well, you, 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 you would be surprised. For too long. I'm not surprised. No, you preach. I'll give you a quick example. Take some place. Take take someone's definition of community in Harlem, and someone's definition of community, and let's say where Omar Esau, I think her name is, in Minnesota, represents her community. I can probably guarantee you the collective structure in Omar's community is totally different than the collective structure in my district in Harlem, which is represented by Charlie Espinot. You know, I, I really believe, and I could be wrong, that you say there's two communities, but the definition and the understanding of what community is totally different. And the only oh, reason no, I say let that is let me cut, because let I let have cut straight to the trace here. Let me cut to the trace. You want things to continue the way they're continuing? Then do what you do, you've been doing. Continue doing that. But don't dare suggest that it is somebody's fault that it isn't different, that it's the same old, same old, whether you go to uh, Texas or you go to Philadelphia or you go to the Bronx. It's the same old, same old. I'm saying the time has long since passed, but we should become more energized by that fact alone that we are represented in so many instances by unqualified people. And we settle for it. And we encourage it by voting people in time after time. We seem to have no standards. Well, I mean, it oh, just oh, yeah. in New York, but you got, Bob Jones um, is running. So Bob Jones is running again. I vote for him again, and that's why I raise the question: When will we, as any community, when will we apply standards for those who lead us from city council? all the way up to the President of the United States. When will we apply standards? Well, I think, I think we'll, under, we'll, we'll apply standards and we'll do all of those things. When, no, we won't, because we haven't done really, it so far. We haven't done it. We'll only do it. We'll only do it when we truly understand 
what community uh, is and what the responsibility uh, of our representatives is. Let me be very frank with you. What we don't understand what community is, then continue not understanding what community is. If you don't understand yet what community is, I can't help you. Nobody could help you. No, I, I understand. I understand what it is. I'm just saying. I'm just was asking you for your definition of it because I trust your your opinion and your no, analysis. No, and I hear so many people talk about community, is. but I don't think that they really know what community is or the definition Fine. of it. Is. That's the only then, reason I ask you the question. So what? What people are sitting going to sit there and wait? Till they are personally tutored about what a community is, get off your butt and find out what it is if you don't know. If you are telling me that grown people entrusted with the right to vote in this day and age still don't know what a community is, that's your problem. We have to do without you and move ahead. This is ridiculous. This is I think, ridiculous. I think Everybody to knows you treat to be honest with you, on this one, I think you kind of missed the point. But I, okay. hey, we beg to differ, and I, and I wish you nothing but the best. And listen, I hope you feel better, first of all and foremost. And um, well, look forward to I'll, speaking to you soon. But, All right, you know, please take care yourself. Thanks for calling and contributing. Look, we have to get serious, or we have to get serious about not being serious. But I am not going to have to, or nobody should educate anybody who is an adult today with the franchise of a vote and accept that you don't know what a community is. <laughs> I'm not going to accept it. If you don't know, get to a library and, and find out. If you don't know, get some resource that will tell you. But this notion that everybody has to spoon feed you about things that you ought to know. That's what makes you a member of a community. That's what makes you a citizen. That's what makes you a, a particular professional in a particular world. I don't have time with this thing about, well, we don't know what a community is. Well, look, you know what? You stay there. You stay in that state of ignorance because you like it and you see nothing wrong with it. In the meantime, you are contributing to the the harm being done to your community because you take no active role, no responsibility. All you say is, well, I don't know what a community is. Then, you know, Pack up your tent and go home. Ed from Queens, you're on the air. 
talking about today, I mean, we've talked about it hundreds of times, unfortunately, and uh, nobody really addresses it. We have a government that is in disrepair, and it needs to be removed, and uh, the American people don't want to take responsibility at large for this condition, but it's our fault. We've allowed this political system such as it is to fall into disrepair. We don't take responsibility for, for, for the people that are representing us or the people that we allow to represent us. We have, now we have, it's gotten to a point where we have actual criminal elements in the government manifesting themselves as being legitimate political officials. People that blatantly lie, congressmen that blatantly lie on their resumes, uh, the, the presidents that are that are involved in criminal activities, um, the, the representatives that, that have no integrity, that have no moral perpetuity, that, 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 are, that are useless. And this is what you get when you don't take responsibility for the politics that are in your life. And unfortunately, I, I don't see any silver lining. I don't see any silver lining. I, I think we're going to have to totally destroy this political mechanism and start from scratch. And it's going to be a long haul. But, uh, but I mean, you said does it, does it not, is it not uh, sufficiently embarrassing that all these years that elections have been have been held and politics is dominating our consciousness and in the media and blah 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 but we take no responsibility we have people in office who are you can see you don't need to go through a, a, a four year course of study to say that person is mentally unbalanced we have criminal elements. We have people that are mentally We have people that blatantly lie about their credentials, and 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 when confronted upon it, they don't even have the decency to, to gracefully bow out. I mean, this whole political system is a joke, and and it, and it has been a joke for a long time. But it, it goes back to the American people. It goes back to to not being responsibility for the inaction of government and, and not standing out there and, and really pressing the wheels of this government to make it work. And there, there have been instances throughout history where it can be done, but I just feel like for the past 50 years, the American people have just been, become so disillusioned with politics that they just don't want to take any activity whatsoever. It's like a pirate ship, every man for himself. Let's go with the theory that it may not be too late. What mechanism do you think might work to improve the caliber of leadership that, that you get as citizens? Well, it's got to be direct action. It's my, my belief, like, I, like I've said with W.C. Fields, all politics is local. Things are going to have to take place on a local level where people feel a sense of involvement and where you can actually see some type of results in your local community. We've also got to understand what community is 
And uh, I agree with you. I mean, at this stage of the game, nobody should have to explain this to you. But unfortunately, there are a lot of people in the American uh, in the American population that don't know what politics or what community really means. And uh, we might have to go on some type of re-education process as to letting people know what a community means, what are the benefits of community, how community can affect your life and, and, and your quality of life and raise it. Um, just from understanding keeping your neighborhood clean to keeping community areas clean to where a stop sign goes, where a garbage can goes, all of these things are politics. All of these things are mechanisms to improve the quality of life and to promote the general welfare. And I think a lot of people don't understand that politics has become a, a popularity contest and uh, and we've got to change it. It's, it's a public service. Uh, the, the improvement of the commons, the, the, the well-being of the people, the public safety, all of these things are about politics. It's not who you like, it's what is being done for you individually and community-wise. And uh, you have to have common interests. It's, it's a broad scope and, you know, it's it, a lot of people don't understand it anymore. There's been a lack of civics in schools. There's been a lack of of the of uh, cogent debate about uh, about political uh, uh, political uh, objectives like gun control, housing, uh, med- affordable medical affordable medical care. All of these things we don't talk about them anymore. We react. We don't. You know. We we, we don't. It's a lot of things have been lost, and uh, you know I'm not a sociologist, but uh, a lot of things have been lost, and until that awareness comes back into the picture, we're not going to go anywhere. Let me kind of put you on the spot here for a second. Are you, or have you, ever been? I mean, stunned at the quality of leadership in any particular district and you, you, you stunned, so stunned you say how the heck did this person get in office? Oh, the, the mayor, Eric Anderson <laughs> I mean <laughs> several city councilmen I mean time and time again I'm, 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 unfortunately I'm not surprised anymore at the, at the depth and, and lack of civic and political sense that these elected officials have. It's not that they get elected, it's that they get they get elected by default. A certain amount of people vote, just like in Floyd Flake's district, for example. Floyd Flake knows that he has a certain amount of people that are going to vote for him come election time. And he caters to that group. He provides buses. He, when, he was, when he was active, he provided buses for them. He provided uh, uh, political classes for them when the balance changed. And he caters to that specific group. And that group votes. And, uh, you know, the the elections are decided. The largest political party in this country is the people that don't vote, is the people that don't that don't get involved. And as long as you can find your little niche, especially in local politics, where you can find your little niche of people that are going to vote for you consistently, and you provide for that little niche, then you're in like Flynn. You'll never be out. Mm. It's a popularity I contest. Guess. It's not a political. It's not. A, it's not. A, it's not any real political acumen. So, do you agree with the premise that some kind of criteria ought to be available, and 
you know, you can reference these things when the time comes for people to declare their candidacy for this or that or the other office. There is a criteria available. I mean, it's not like it's not available. You've got to look. You know, what's the, what's the old saying with, with Saul, when he uses the Saul Sims, when he says, an educated consumer is our best customer? You've got to educate yourself. These people are, are claiming to represent you. What are you doing for me? What have you done for me? Look at your record. I mean, it's easy. To, the, the one most easiest thing now is to Google. Is to, you can do it on your phone. You can Google. You can research. You, you can get information, and you can ascertain from this information. The American people got to stop being lazy. Got to stop putting the ball in other people's hands and take the ball in your own hands. I mean, this is the mechanism that's here. You got to use it. If you don't use it, then you, you, this is what you're going to get. You're going to get the ad hoc poor leadership and 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 the con men who want to make a buck off of the pack of the public. You're going to get the the, the the poverty pimps, and that's what we got now. Thanks, Ed, for calling in and contributing today. Thank you. Bill from California, you're on the air. Hello, Phil. Okay, Phil is not there. This is what we mean. It's time to wake up. As voters, I'm here. Okay, Phil, do you uh, are. Did you hear me? No. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. Uh, thank you. Um, I agree with you that people do know what community is about, uh, but many people reject community nowadays. And uh, I would recommend people read the book by Robert Putnam, Bowling Alone, which uh, discussed this, uh, the lack of civic engagement in our society uh, after World War II. And, uh, but uh, you asked what mechanism might be able to provide a solution. And I think uh, a religion that is not a religion is what we need. Uh, we've lost community because church used to be able to provide community for us. And many people have become atheistic and kind of lost without any sort of values. Dr. King said, Martin Luther King said, we need a revolution of values. Um, but uh, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking after listening to some of the other speakers before. Do you think it is imperative that the community begins to focus on the question of the caliber of leadership that is available that has been elected for all kinds of reasons, most of them not pleasant reasons, but they are in charge. They have a political system, and people could complain all they want, but at some point, the rubber meets the road. That's a good point. <laughs> that's a very good point. Um, and that's a great place for us to look at this uh, in, in an objective kind of scientific way. You asked what might be the criteria for determining what is the caliber of leadership that we should expect. What should be our expectations? Um, I think that's a, that's a great way to look at it because it's not so partisan. But sooner or later, I think we do have to consider the partisan aspects of it. And for me, the mechanism, another mechanism to help make sure that we have good 
caliber of quality of leadership is to simply have political diversity and to try to break up what we have, essentially a political cartel of two parties that collude to block alternatives. And Ralph Nader has pointed this out for a long time when he described the, our two-party system as a political dictatorship. And I think we have a lot of lessons to learn. Um, I take responsibility myself. I've been listening to Pacifica Radio for decades, and I've been persuaded by compelling voices to go from being passive to being active. And I've joined activist groups and protest movements, but I've not done as much as I should. Dr. Richard Wolf, the economist, talked about social formation, and he talked about the conversations we have at our dinner tables, especially the conversations we have in our bedrooms with our partners. That determines the type of working class that we're going to be. And if we can't have those conversations in our homes, then we're really, really going to be immobilized politically because our family members and friends won't let us participate politically because they may, they may be afraid. And so I'm trying to document and journal and blog and participate as much as I can also just to learn from my mistakes of being an active. But uh, this is a very extraordinary time. And those few of us that are awake, we have to try extra harder to try and wake up the other people to mobilize, to agitate, and um, for, for change. Thank you, Phil, for your wonderful contribution today on the money. Thank you. We Thank will you. continue this discussion tomorrow because it has to be had. What is it? Why are we? What is our leadership? How are we responsible for what we have? And how are we responsible for refusing to establish a level of expectation about leadership? And we, we just, you know, well, another election, well, this guy won, that guy lost. That's, that's, that should no longer be acceptable as an explanation for our political and involvement. We've got to we've got to move. If they can't, if the people who are elected can't do the job, then let's get some job descriptions together. And I'm talking now in a metaphoric sense, uh, but to put together our expectations. This is what we expect you to do. We expect you, we have a committee. You come before the committee. You want an endorsement? Come before the committee. And let's get serious about this business of political representation because we have the power to do so. See you tomorrow. Thank you so much.